Hey, everybody, what's going on? It's Wednesday afternoon, and we're just getting ready to get going here. Um, today's going to be a really interesting show. There's so much going on. I can't believe the Arizona Diamondbacks and Tommy Pham are in the World Series. And on the other side is Bruce Bochy, and we documented all the Padre guys and the San Diego connections. Just absolutely incredible, and we'll talk about that coming up. Hey, I want to mention our sponsor, 7 Mile Casino. 7milecasino.com is the website. But I'll just make it easy for you. I'm stoked on this. I actually, last night, was showing my girlfriend how we're using QR codes now. And I pulled up my phone, Alex, and I showed her my phone. And I said, here, now you take your phone and see what happens. And every one of these QR codes worked just perfectly. So mm -hmm. if you would like to visit the website, 7milecasino.com, and find out exactly where they are, Bay Boulevard down in Chula Vista, seven minutes south of downtown, you want to read about Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, and the chef of the year, and you want to read about the great brunch and all the table games and how you can watch football, dude, hit the QR code, 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. Hey, here's another one for you. Tory Holistics. Um, think about it like this. You're going to go to that QR code. You're going to go to the Tory Holistics website, and you're going to find out that if you want cannabis products delivered to your house, easy, man, really easy. And while you're there, you can use our promo code AMAZING and save 20% when you spend $75 or more. And if you're going to have it delivered to your house, you probably are. So save that 20%. Um, just use that, that QR code. It's down here. Use the QR code and you'll go right to their website. You want delivery. You use amazing. You save 20%. Tory Holistics and California Holistics, man. We love these guys. Hey, um, newest sponsor on the show, Prize Picks. I'll talk more about them as the show goes on, but listen to this. We had a listener yesterday who um, said to me, hey, what's the website? And I said, prizepicks.com slash greatfriends. And I told him they'll match up to $100 on your first deposit. So this guy puts in 100 bucks. He sends me a message this morning. He took that 100 He's got it up to 400 in his first night of playing prize picks. Then I find out how many young people play. My son plays. I didn't know he played. And it's legal here in California, just so you know. And so go to prizepicks.com slash great friends. You put in 100, they put in 100. You put in 50, they put in 50. They'll match 100% on your first deposit. Use that QR code right there, man. Have fun. You're going to love this stuff. In fact, Alex, I wonder, yesterday we were talking about what LeBron's you know, more or less was. Yeah, he went under. I thought so. Yeah. And AD, I think, went under too, didn't he? Uh, yes. The only yeah. one, if I got it correctly. Of... I think it was Austin Reeves went over. No, he went under. That's oh, he did? I, I, lost. Thought was, I thought it was 10 points. No, it was 15 and a half. It, oh. If you took advantage, see, this is where it's cool. Yeah. If you took advantage of Taco Tuesday, yeah. then you got the over, which I didn't. I took advantage of the Steph Curry prize instead. That was yeah. obvious. Yeah. And I went over Austin Reeves, although my brain said it's game one, take everybody's under. Yeah. And I lost. Yeah. Prize picks. Um, you're going to have so much fun with this. And we are loving having them on the show. Um, last one I want to mention is Mushroom Life. So look, um, you guys did a great job of, of welcoming Mushroom Life to the show. And you went out and you bought the products. You went, hey, it's 50% off on my first purchase. Let me try some stuff. And we sold a bunch real fast. And I don't know if you guys don't need to be refreshed yet or you haven't really played with them yet, um, tried them out. I'll, I'll say this, um, the Euphoria product, which is the one that I was always telling everybody, be really careful with that one. Um, that one sold a lot immediately too. So um, I would just say this, if you take prescription pills for stuff, they have the plant-based medication for you to try. And if you're thinking, hey, you know what? I want to use this Mushroom Life product for recreational purposes. Go check out that Euphoria product, but bro, be careful. 
telling you, that is heavy duty stuff, man. All right. Mushroomlife.com, L Y F E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Let's start the show. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And today featuring Jason Lawhead. And we're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. So I'm going to just jump right in and say this. You know, when the Chargers were in San Diego, they were drama every day of the year. Like there was always seemingly something going on that made them, I'll call it locally interesting, bordering on controversial or dumb or whatever thing that was going on. They, they just always were there, you know, and the Padres are now kind of the same way. Here we are last night watching a game seven, Philadelphia and Arizona. And in the first two games, everybody thinks Philly is going to romp and they're going to go right back to the World Series. And guess what? Arizona's got heart. They got guts. They may not have stars. They may not have a $260 million payroll. They may not have a player on that team that you even know who that guy is. But they got guts going to Philadelphia and win that series like that in game seven. But yet the Padres, every day are drama. Yesterday, it's Bob Melvin is leaving to go to the Giants. You think so little of this manager who you said two weeks ago was coming back. You think so little of this guy and you wanted him gone so bad that you let him walk to a division rival because you don't think he's worth a crap and you just want to get rid of the guy. And as for the Giants, what do they see? This guy was handed a $260 million payroll and look at the results. Man, I'm telling you, every freaking day, the Padres are drama. And today, not at the time of recording the podcast, but today, A.J. Preller will have another one of his famous Zoom press conferences. Because God forbid anybody stand in front of him and be like, no, let me just follow up. I'm making eye contact. We're not far from each other. Everything has to be in this completely controlled, antiseptic, cover his ass environment. And they have to do it on Zoom. So tomorrow we'll have a lot of fun because by Would tomorrow you... we'll have we'll have a ton of AJ Preller going, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, uh huh, yeah, you know, right? Like you know, right? Dude, they are drama every day. God, I wish the Padres were more like the Arizona Diamondbacks, a team with heart, a team with guts, a team that fights it out, a team that's resilient, bunch of prima donnas. Terrible ownership. Sorry, Peter. Love you, pal. Horrible. And just gutless in terms of making decisions related to actually firing people that have long been given plenty of opportunities and haven't gotten the job done. That's my opening monologue. Unwritten, unprepared, impromptu, extemporaneous. Whoa. Yeah. Did you hear that word, Browner? I don't even know what the hell that means. I'm looking up the Diamondbacks record in the last 10 years. Oh, Go that's ahead. good. What does it matter? It's not going to be much better than the Padres. Yeah. What does that matter? Yeah. What is that, uh, that going to do for uh, you? You guys want to you carry Bob Melvin's press conference live? Ain't that something? At the, at not, not at the exact same time. Bob Melvin here in about, well, for us, in about 20 minutes is having his introductory in-person press conference in San Francisco. God, that's hilarious. Come on. That is so funny to see, like, 
the news reports yesterday. I don't know why, but I guess it was probably because I was going to watch the Laker game at like 4.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I started to watch some local news. They got sports reporters down at Petco Park. I don't know who anybody is anymore in local TV. I, I don't know who anybody is. And um, they got these this young guy, good-looking black guy, ripped, earrings in both ears, just looking studly. And he's out mm. in front of Petco Park. I have no idea who the guy is. And he's like, um, yeah, it doesn't seem to make much sense, does it? You know? Like, they just keep giving this general manager the opportunity to hire manager after manager after manager after manager after manager. I mean, seriously, <laughs> how, how many is it officially? Is it five? Is it four? Well, it, it depends. It depends how you look at it. It really mm-hmm. does. Obviously, he was hired in 2014 at the end of the season or midseason. And Bud Black was the manager. He fired him a year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one. Then he brought in Pat Murphy, for whatever reason, from the AAA team to finish that season. Yeah. And then he brings in, I'm trying to get this chronologically correct, Andy Green. Andy Green. Andy Green. Andy Green. And then F- Dave Roberts managed one game, right? Or was it? No, Dave Roberts would have managed that one game before Pat Murphy. Okay. Well, whatever. That doesn't really count. I don't right. give Dave Roberts a count. But so he went Bud Black, Pat Murphy, Andy Green, Jace Tingler, Bob Melvin, and then whoever else. Right. This is six. This is six manager. I mean, it's insane. How many it, World Series appearances does Bruce Bochy have? Let's see. He's got, uh, I want to say, one or two with the Padres, probably one. Then he's got uh, three, I think. Or did he? Three one, with three. San Francisco, and then one now down in yeah in in Texas. Yeah. So five at least they're unofficially. Battling. They're battling AJ managers and Bruce Bochy World Series appearances. How about that? Every day they're drama now, and so Bob Melvin will have his press conference um, in San Francisco. Good riddance, by the way. Seriously, like I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not a Bob Melvin supporter, and I'm not a Bob Melvin hater. But you know what, dude. Go do your own thing. This was not working out for you, so go. And as for the Padres, Peter, I know you'll hear this. Dude, how long does somebody get? If, if you have a CEO of a company that you own that you're trying to turn around does and, and the CEO just has not been able to do it, how long does that CEO get? Because that's what A.J. Preller is. I mean, you've armed him with everything a general manager is supposed to need in baseball tons of cash and the arizona diamondbacks prove at 125 million dollar payroll rather than 260 million dollar payroll you can't buy it you've got to understand human dynamics big brown i see you chilling i feel you i feel your energy i feel your negativity i just <laughs> oh wow, bro! Come on. Uh, no, oh, no, no. Wow, bro! Come on, man! I'm on. A, I didn't do nothing. I'm on. A, listen, I'm on Preller's side because this thing is moving forward with him. This idea that now the Diamondbacks are an awesome organization and they're an awesome team—that's laughable. They is lost a hundred games just, three years ago. Like, yeah, how the Padres? It's, did. it's, la- it's laughable. How the Padres? I just did, did the math. Ago. I just did the math. Hold on, I just did the math because you you said. What they done the last ten years? I went. I wouldn't look at it. It's yeah. a weird trend. It's a very no, weird Diamond, trend. Diamondbacks seven hundred and thirteen wins. Padres seven hundred and seven wins. It's a it's a weird trend. They lose a so hundred games and then they win ninety eight games every third year. 
they do they they make a run where they win 90 games it's, it's yeah. weird watching yeah. this thing yeah you know how, you know why that is because it takes a lot of precision and a lot of good fortune when you're not dealing with a lot of money so you gotta you gotta put things together let's put it fully into perspective because i never even thought about it browner i literally never even thought about what have the diamondbacks done in the lot since aj preller took over what have the diamondbacks done so right. obviously a few mm-hmm. more wins mm-hmm. a few more wins mm-hmm. not like exuberantly amounts no they're pretty much even two world two playoff appearances and now one world series appearance under aj preller less wins same amount of playoff appearances no world series appearances so who's done better the diamondbacks now that's not going to sit well with brown those those facts money. will not sit with a well a lot less money right those facts will not sit well with brown so brown Four managers, because, too, by because the way. Don't forget to put that in there. Four managers. They ha- they've had four managers? Yep. Okay, and the Padres have had six. So the Padres win that category. Uh, they've had more managers. So I'd like to, for the record, no. Oh, I'll read them to you. I'll read them to you. Since, yeah. 2000 and, since 2010, no, A.J. 14. Hinch. 14, bro. 2014. Okay, you said the last 10 years. Yeah. Gibson, Trammell, Hale. Well, uh, Trammell Lugia. is like. Trammell's like Rod Barajas. You can't count. If we're going to count Trammell, I'll count Rod Barajas and make it seven for Preller then. <laughs> I'm looking at baseball. I'm looking at baseball reference. Right. I'm, you're I'm not Trammell you, managed right. three games. Bebop, Bebop. Did he, manage, did he manage or not? Did he manage okay. or not? Okay, okay. Fine. 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 Dave Roberts counts. Fine. Dave, Dave Roberts, Roberts counts and Rod Barajas oh, yeah. counts. So, yeah. Eight, eight managers. Eight, eight managers. managers. Yeah, now I, eight managers. All I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I really can't. This is going to be great. When they, when they win and they turn oh, it around. God. I can't, and, you know what I can't wait for? This, and all this negativity and yeah. all this hate for Preller yeah. and the knives being out and the yep. pitchforks. Mm-hmm. When, when, when the, when the organization is correct about him mm-hmm. and he wins. Right. Cause, cause they've oh, only look, given him 10 oh, chances so far and, oh, and he's way, already proven them right. Look at being you know, correct. Look at this quote. Look about being hold correct. Look hold at on. Being let me correct. say this. Let me, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this before we get to the quote. Let me say this. Cause he's correct. God, he'll when? die on every hill. He'll fight us on everything. When he'll even fight us on San better than Arizona. Just even when, we just present the facts. When they win, yeah. When they win, no yeah. one will care how many times, how many managers he has. That's right. No one you know what? Correct. Hey, Brown, no Brown, 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 you're exactly no one right. I'm with you, AJ. Brown. I'm with you, AJ. You're, get him out hey, of here. Get him in here. Hey, if you're exactly right. You're exactly right. You want to know how we know that? By the way, you're you're a thousand percent right. You know how we know that? Because in Arizona, no one cares about what has happened the last 10 years. What they care about is the fact that they're now living the dream of being in the World Series. And guess what? Uh, about three, four weeks ago, there was an Arizona Diamondbacks fan base. It was kind of small, you know? And now the whole city is electrified and everybody's in on it. And by the way, the same thing goes for what's happening down in Dallas, okay? But you're right. If they win, all will be forgotten and AJ will be hailed. But I'm just here to tell you, I'm just here to tell you, you keep the same people in the same positions and you allow them to manage precisely the way they have done it for all these years. He ain't making no changes. He's not adjusting his game. You'll see the people are the same. The results will be the same. That's my opinion. Hey, and listen, listen, I'll tell you something else. Um, just to give you an idea, Browner, of how much more about baseball I know than you know, just like quarterbacking in the NFL, <laughs> just so you know. You ready? Yesterday, Alex posted a video on Twitter. Oh, wow. You're going to flex on him? 
Oh, I'm flexing right on you, Brown. Come on. All right. I, I'll have Browners back a little bit here, though. But go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Browners, he's going to try and flex on you, man. <laughs> go ahead. I'm flexing, Brown. You know, hey, Brown, I don't even know that I've ever flexed. I didn't know that this is flexing. In fact, it feels really what, I good. I don't even know what y'all talking about. I know. I, I thought you were going to read comments on the show. I can, but we're not. But you're going way out of order right now. What kind My of bad. comments are you reading? Go ahead. What what you flexing on? Let me see. So um, yesterday, Alex posted a video on Twitter mm -hmm. of the three of us having a conversation about AJ Preller, mm -hmm. and people did comment on it. And um, and one of the comments that I thought was somewhat interesting is a guy who knows a lot about baseball. And knows a lot about the Padres organization. Also knows a lot about the Giants. Knows a lot about Bruce Bochy. I'll show you what he said. It's this guy right here. He saw our comment. Well, <laughs> my commentary, because you, of course, don't agree with it. You'll be proven wrong. Um, and this guy says, nailed it. Who is he? Nailed it. Oh, who is he? Oh, I'll put his he? name back up. Put his name back up who on the he? screen. Well, I'm so the Browners. I'm supposed to care who I want. I'm supposed to care what he think. Yeah, take right. I know you're like Coach Prime. What makes yeah. you think that I care about what you think? Take a look at that guy's name. Can you see his name? Yeah. What is his name? Because I can't see. I, it. Tim Flannery. <laughs> Here's the thing, Tim Flannery. I don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you think. Nailed what? Nailed what? A board? What, what you nailed, Tim? What he nailed, Tim? Huh? What he nailed? Play it for me. What he nailed, Tim? Let me see your flex, big boy. Flex on them. Go play. ahead. Yeah, let me play the clip. Let me. Yeah, uh, yeah, play it. Play hold it. Hold on. Hold on. Let's play one of these slanted clips. Don't put out the slander me. Let's, oh, let's play this. There is a power struggle inside that clubhouse. And that power struggle could be Tatis versus Machado. Some people thought it was Bogarts versus Machado. But isn't that interesting that one guy's super close with this player? And one guy's super close with this player. And one of those two guys, the players, are going to get their guy. And that's going to piss off the other guy. I'm just, listen, I'm just saying this to you right now. My opinion, as long as A.J. Preller is the general manager of the Padres, the results will remain about the same. They have talent. They have made it to the postseason a couple of times. They have not been able to finish the job. They don't have the energy around their ball club. I'm talking the players that I see from Philadelphia, that I see from Arizona. They don't have the fight and the resolve and the resistance that I see from Arizona. They don't have what I see out of, out of Texas where you're down and you've lost all these home games and you got to come back and do it on the road. Is To me, it's no different than being a quarterback in the NFL. Right, if you're a starting quarterback for 10 years and you don't sniff a Super Bowl, go get a new quarterback. If you're a general manager in baseball and you've been given all these different iterations of how to build a baseball team and you don't have anything to show for it, go get a new GM. Nailed it. Nailed what'd it. You, what'd you nail? Okay, I'm, well, I'm, what'd well, you so, nail? I, I just listened to that whole well, thing just, for the third time. Yeah, what'd it was really. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, listen, I usually hate listening to myself. That's a solid piece of commentary right there, in my opinion. <laughs> solid piece I, of commentary. I, I, I'm, I'm still unclear on I what nailed you it. nailed. Nailed it all. What'd nailed nail? all of it. I nailed it all, Jack. It don't matter. Hey, 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 Tim, come on back in the replies and tell me what he nailed. Hey, well, uh, get him on the show. How about he that? Don't, he doesn't hey. seem to remember what he nailed. Hey, Browner, how about we get Tim Flannery on the show? I don't care who you get on this. Go get him. Go you know, get him. Do you, do you, do you know who, who he even no is? Idea. No, no idea. Yeah. No idea. No idea.
Who is he? I've I've probably got a couple Tim Flannery baseball cards around here somewhere. Here comes Lawhead. <laughs> here comes the Lawman. I'll tell you who he is. Here yeah, comes yeah, Jason the, Lawhead, the trusty, entering trusty, into the show. Trusty utility man of the '80s for the San Diego Padres. Uh, his baseball cards aren't worth crap, but <laughs> <laughs> I agree with him agreeing with uh kaplan nailing it it's hard to disagree with that assertion and they one thing you did boat. nail kaplan was the use of iterations mm. nice um i'm glad you liked it now now brown flannery mm -hmm. here's the deal on flannery mm -hmm. flannery was an old padre um kind of is he, famous is he disgruntled um with the organization previous yeah. ownership not this one yeah okay. probably probably okay but he he um you got to understand, we were all really close to, to Tim Flannery because way back in the day, before you even knew what the San Diego Padres were, that's why you ain't got none of these battle scars. Don't want them. Tim Flannery worked well, you're with developing us. Them. Yeah, he worked He's with us at 1090. Them. Listen, I got I got two straight winning seasons. I don't know what y'all talking about. Yeah, I know. And you should be super proud because I know everybody I thinks that it was a successful season winning 82 games. Listen, I got two uh, winning seasons under my belt as a Padres fan. You lose this better. Y'all dead weight at this point. Y'all yeah. better get it together. We're so going to drop y'all. So Tim Flannery, though, I want to say, Alex, we probably could find it. I think it's like 1984. You know what, Jay? You would probably know this. 1984, I want to say the Padres are playing the Cubs or the Braves. Maybe both. Uh, not at the same time. And a monster brawl <laughs> breaks out, dude. A monster oh, melee the brawl. What's, say again, Alex? The Braves, right? I think it was the Braves, Padres, right? Padres, Braves. Yeah, because there was another one against like, the Cubs, I think. But one of the yeah, best Padres baseball fights of all time. Right. And Flannery, dude, he's tiny, Browner. I mean, he's a tiny little dude. And he's small dog, giant bark, but he bites. And Tim Flannery was throwing dukes. And he's just a San Diego Padre sort of old school legend kind of guy. And what he did was is he did uh analysis for the Padres working with us at 1090. I think he and Darren Smith used to do a like the pregame show. And then, you know what he did, Brown? He went and he became the third base coach of the San Francisco Giants, and he won three World Series rings with Bruce Bochy. He was also a third base coach for the Padres for six years. Was that prior to that? Yeah. yeah. 96 to, nine, to 2002. Yeah, and, and then, then after the entire, that. And then yeah. 2007 to 2014 right. when he retired. Work, worked with us. Worked with us in that in-between period. Right. Yeah. Browner, this is a guy who knows the Padre organization well. This is a guy who knows baseball really well. Um, this is a guy who understands the dynamics because he's not some, as you would call him, nerd, uh, you know, trying to spit out stats and analytics. Mm -hmm. This guy gets it. That's why he says nailed it because he knows I get it. You don't get it. So what happens if you find somebody who disagrees with him who used to play for the Padres? Then what? Then show him to me and I'll I'll go. He knows a lot too. And then you All put right. a clip up and then they'll say nailed it and then we'll get them both on and then they'll just, uh, we'll just have them on and they could debate and we'll just watch them debate i know how clips go on this show I know how do they, they go work. how do they oh, work? i know how they work mm -hmm. i know how they work on this show yeah on this yeah. show i know how to, i know how the clips work on this show i, ain't oh, falling I, I highlight you with clips all the time i ain't, falling, I ain't falling for that i ain't falling for that i, ain't, I would I ain't say me. i i would say this and i and and i browner you know i always tell you when people agree with you i bring it up because it's so surprising when they do um it happens a lot this is not one of those topics. <laughs> what? That people, 
let's say oh, you're riding another, you're riding you're riding thing? the band yeah yeah like you're riding oh. you're driving the bandwagon right like you're driving yes, the bandwagon yes. I'm, I'm right now the wagon has a passenger of one yeah that's you're like, you're on this yeah. thing by yourself that's okay, that's okay. Yeah. that's okay because y'all know what's your thing listen listen you your own man when we get that parade and, yeah. and he invite me down and we yeah. together and i'm like ah Y'all not gonna be there. Y'all not gonna be there. <laughs> gonna be if me. I if I give you, show. hey, you know how you always say, send me the link, dog. Yeah. If I send you the link to the Zoom, will you go on there and not ask a question? Just raise your hand and give Preller all his flowers. Like, man, I don't know what these fools are tripping on. I don't know. What, you got two what, winning seasons, playoffs, two of the last four years. What time is today? We'll send you the link. We'll send, send you the link. link hey, bro. stick around, everybody. We're just I, getting I going. Get Hey, Jason Lawhead's going to jump in next. Um, hey, uh, Alex, can you put up the Seven Mile Casino uh, QR code for anybody that's watching on TV, for anybody that's watching on YouTube? Use your phone, click the Seven Mile Casino QR code, and you'll go right to sevenmilescasino.com and find out all the information about the greatest place to go to play cards and watch games this weekend. Stick around. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. SevenMileCasino.com. Comedian Jason Lawhead is in today. Browner's in the house. Grande is here for as long as we have him. And Jay Law, good afternoon to you, man. How are you? Good. How you been, Cap? How'd you like that uh, U2 Sphere show? Oh, dude. I got uh -huh. so much to talk to you about, about the U2 Sphere. Amazing. So glad you got to see them. They're amazing. Yep. Well, I've never seen U2. Right. Um, and I've you two, like, I think most people who are probably my age, you two has probably been a part of your life for 40 years. They have mine. I can see exactly where I am at 13 years old in middle school wearing a tie because I was inspired by Alex P. Keaton, you know, family mm -hmm. ties. And I was in in like middle school and MTV had just become a thing and cable TV had just become a thing. And dude, I sound really old, but um, in the name of love, the Red Rock show. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I'm whole, wearing that shirt to the concert when I go in December. Dude, the Red Rock show. You know what I'm saying? Like that to me, I all of a sudden I was a U2 fan. I'm 13 years old. They've been part of my life for 40 years. And do you realize that Bono, I'm 53. Bono's only like 62. Yeah, they started they, young. They were like 19 years old when those guys hit it big, you know? And then the sphere dude, yeah. is just the sphere is insane. I, I, I've been you know like, literally, I've been literally avoiding looking at like reels and videos of the concert and the sphere. I've been like, I've been away from it so hard. So I don't see anything I don't want to see. Yeah. Cause we're going in December. So yeah. I had a question, Sky. We didn't even, I didn't even, I don't even know why I didn't ask this. Like, so you've never seen you two, but obviously you're a fan of you two. Yeah. But when you're in the sphere, and Jason, mm -hmm. sorry if this is a spoiler, are you even paying attention to the music at totally. that point? Totally. In <laughs> fact, in fact, I'm going to tell you something that's really interesting about that. So the show in my the way I saw it is Jay, and I don't. This is no spoiler alert, but it's kind of in like three different chapters. Chapter sure. one is they come out on the stage, and you've never seen a stage like this because there's no amps, there's no wires, there's nothing. There's right. there's four guys. There's drums, a guitar, and a bass, and a singer. And every single song, they change guitar and bass. Every single song. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing. There's no equipment on the stage. It's very, very clean, you know? And so, Alex, they, they start the first chapter, if you will, and it's all about the show, the, the lights and, and the, the, the sphere. And the sphere is a huge mm -hmm. part of the show. It's like a, like a musical. So uh, it like goes hand in hand. It's not like overpowering the music. No, not at all. Not at all. It's enhancing the music. And then, but then what happens is in the middle, Jay, 
mm-hmm. in, in act two, if you will. Sure. There's almost like no lights. Like it's almost like turn it. this crap off and let's just rock out. You know what I mean? And, and then chapter three, they kind of hit you over the head again. Boom. Here's this explosion of, of visual stimulation to go with all the audible stimulation. It was really, I got to give these guys credit, man. I'm going to tell you, I've yeah. seen them 17 times. Yeah. And I've seen them indoors and outdoors in the biggest arenas from uh, their large. I was at their largest North American crowd in the in the history, which was old exhibition stadium in Toronto for this reunion tour, which is Octung Baby. I saw mm-hmm. that in exhibition stadium, largest outdoor. I saw them do uh, all that you can't believe behind four nights in a row in Madison Square Garden in 2001, right after 9-11. It was incredible. Wow, wow. And I'm going to tell you something. I've seen a lot of bands. I've seen them, you know, and none of them, nobody touches this band when it comes to a live stage performance concert. Not even, I mean, Eddie, I, Bruce Springsteen sniffs it when, when, when I've seen Bruce in the prime, I mean, nailing it. I've seen the stones. I'm telling you, nobody touches these guys. And the thing about it is, and Browner and Alex, I don't know if you guys, you guys may not feel this, but I was saying, you know, it's for me, it's 40 years. So I know every song, you Mm -hmm. know, there wasn't one song that they played that I was like, I've never heard that before. And honestly, if they played, because they played two straight hours, let's just say they played 30 songs, right? I mean, of, of the 30, 20 of them, you know, every word to, and you're singing along every word, um, which is another amazing part to have the library and to have the longevity. I mean, to have the career that these guys have had really, truly amazing. Jay, I mean, I'm, I don't know if you I saw any wait. of my videos, man, but I, a little if you bit, don't want to yeah. see them. Yeah. No, a little bit. I, I'm just been avoiding, I like saw some of your still shots and, and a couple, and I've obviously seen some sphere videos and then I've had to like run away, like be like, I don't want to hear the, I don't want to know the set list. I don't want to know anything as much as I can until I see it. Then I'll go look at the set list and everything else after that. But, um, you know, I've never seen them in concert before, Jay. Oh, and I know we'll geez, get back oh, into man. what we were going to talk about. But, hey, listen, I've never seen them in concert, but I only saw you two one time. Well, I only saw you two perform one time prior to this at the Sphere. Super Bowl. No. Um, the Superdome, I want to say it's like 2004-ish. It's the first game in the Superdome after Hurricane Katrina. And it's, as I recall, it's Drew Brees' first game with the Saints. Huh. And that night, you two performed a song. I'm trying to remember. I think it was called, like, When the Saints Come Marching In. Like, I think they wrote the song. They wrote, I'm getting goosebumps. They wrote the song. And, And as I recall in that game, and I, me and Billy Ray, we walked all the way down to the field and we were right there. And then the game started. And Atlanta had a three and out and the saints blocked the punt and scored a touchdown. I'm, I'm literally getting goosebumps, dude. You've never, never. been in a facility in a, in a stadium ever that the top was going to blow off this thing. It was insane. It's the only time I ever saw you two prior to the yeah. other night. So they're incredible. There you have it. I mean, the edge is an incredible guitar player. I mean, that opening to where the streets have no name is he's, I, he's incredible. I didn't know. I'm I'm going to be honest, like as much as I've known their music, I didn't know how incredible he was until you're standing right there and you see the and whole thing. Their catalog. And I can't wait to see when you describe it. I didn't even like take inventory to the fact that they're. you're right. There's nothing but 
a guitar, a bass, and a drum set on that that's stage. That's it. That's so foreign to any other concert you'll ever see with equipment and, and risers yeah. and sound and lighting boat and lighting trellises. And yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Dude, you want to hear you, hey Alex, I'm gonna flex. I'm, I now that I know what flexing is, yeah, and I, I kind of like flexing. I'm gonna flex. You ready for this, Jay? Yeah. I had nothing to do with this, nothing to do with it at all. Girlfriend got the tickets. She's smart. Girlfriend has a close friend. Mm -hmm. That close friend is really close friends with the edge. Come on. She called in a favor. Come on. I swear to you. <laughs> she Sorry, called in a favor. Picture of Bob Melvin. He looks happy. Bob Melvin's having his presser right now. Yeah. Is there any way we know technologically it's, to go to it? It's so low. Oh, like when audio? he starts talking, I'll try, but it's so uh -huh. low. Like the audio is so low. I don't know if mm -hmm. we'll be able to hear it. All right. So Jay Law is in the house. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll, I'll make a quick explanation as to why we asked Jay to join the show today. We actually didn't expect to have Alex on the air today. Mm -hmm. Alex is like really wants his global entry card. You know, mm, I'm getting mine December 6th. How so? I have an appointment. Where at? LAX. <laughs> Told you, dog. Told you, dog. <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious, dude! That's and my so application. Funny. My application languished. Listen to this. My application languished for over a year. Paid right. The th you get to the last step of the interview. Over a year. My wife got hers in like six months, so she was already global entry when we went to Europe. I was in Europe. These. I was in Europe. Two days before I fly back to LAX. You're now eligible for your interview for Global Entry. I get the email. Are you kidding me? So we get back to LAX. They're like, you can do it right now if you want. I'm like, you know what? I wanted it for this trip. And then I have, <laughs> you know, I mean, I said, so I said, you know, we're tired. I got a car and we're going back to San Diego. Okay, I was just making an appointment. I went to make an appointment in San Diego huh, next year sometime. Well, into next year. And then I found the earliest was December 6th at LAX. Unbelievable. That, wor that works for me. Actually. You know, do you want to know, do you want to know why it's so funny? Because Alex today is leaving so he can drive to LAX because mm -hmm. it was the only day he could get an appointment. Um, I, I, Alex, I mean, I guess you had the same problem. Uh, no, I got, I got pre, I got, I got approved immediately online, like pretty, pretty quickly. It was getting an interview that I was struggling, an in-person interview where I was struggling because I was only looking in San Diego and it just, there was nothing, nothing, nothing. And so I finally just opened my, my range up of how far I was willing to drive. I checked Phoenix. I checked, like, I was like, let's just get this thing. I have family in Phoenix. I could just I visit them and get it done. And ever, and like literally was it two months ago, I was like, all right, LAX, I could do that on a random Wednesday. And then the day's here. Now I'm like, God, what a pain in the ass. Well, and then to, to make drive all the way worse. to LAX. Just wait, to wait, I almost know. stayed in Vegas for two days. I almost stayed in Vegas for two days. I'm going to Vegas November 6th through the 12th because I did all this. I looked everywhere I might be going in the next couple of months because we are going international again next summer. So I'm like, well, I got to do it. And and so I have Vegas 6th through the 12th. And the the first one on Vegas available was Wednesday the 14th. I almost called the, 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 the booker and was like, hey, can you just throw me up for two more nights in the hotel so I can just ride it out and then i'm thinking i'll probably lose everything by the time i get 
I roll around. <laughs> I roll around. I won't even have an, an apartment to go back to by the time I get my global entry. <laughs> I, guys, I got my global entry a few years ago. We were coming back from Mexico and we did all the application and everything, like in, I guess, the interview right there in the San Diego airport. Took forever to get the card, but I got it. And Alex, as soon as you get yours, we're going for tacos down in TJ. Oh, yeah. I haven't been to TJ in a long time um, because I've seen videos of, of how long that line is walking across. Mm-hmm. And my wife went recently and she was like, I have 10 minutes, maybe waited. So I cannot wait. Brown. Actually scared for my liver. Brown, would you go? Would you go with us down to TJ? No. You ain't got no global entry? No, no I, I don't have any desire to go to Mexico. Really? None. Zero. Let me ask you a question, Brown. When you... One, do you eat tacos? Yeah. Do you like tacos? Two, because I've seen the way you eat chicken wings, and you you don't. There's no dipping sauces. There's no sauce. It's lemon. It's pepper, and that is that's it. it, bro. That's so it. So when you eat tacos, <laughs> is it, there any salsa on that thing? Any any sort of onion? It's just it's tortilla, and and I'm assuming carne asada. That's about as far as you go. I want it. I want it done the way it's on the menu. If it if it's good, it should be good. If you gotta trick me with the sauce, I don't want it. <laughs> if you gotta trick me with the sauce, I don't want it. Uh, I, I got two. I got two policies. Okay, I got two policies when it comes to sauce. Don't dress it up. Just give it to me. I treat it like I treat my women. Don't dress it up. Just give it to me. Okay. I so don't, your philosophy it, on sauce is the same as it is on women. Is what you're saying? Yep. Don't need no lingerie, girl. I need to see it. I need yeah. to see it. Don't hide. Don't hide behind that. See, mm-hmm. hey, hey. Let me tell you something, J Law. That's a line that he needs to write down right yeah, now. That's that is a line that is built for the stage. That's mm-hmm. absolutely right. And then I like my up, women like I like my other, salsa. And then you mm-hmm. come up with some, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. And then you, you know you come up with some other comparisons and analogies. Good Taco but, Tuesday joke. It's a good Taco Tuesday joke. Great Taco Tuesday. I actually, my girlfriend's name is Taco Tuesday. Um, <laughs> you <know. laughs> you've heard of Wednesday, the show. Yeah, my 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 girlfriend's Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. I don't know, mm-hmm. just anything. You can then you just start throwing out lines. You just try to start making anything. Be wild, but he, but but Kaplan's right. That is a that is a point of view. That is a something everybody can relate to. Uh, you 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 know you can even incorporate it while you're doing the stand up, looking at somebody's. But what you got over? What did you get sauce on that? Yeah, no, I don't do sauce. Right. Boom. Right off the table. Right off of somebody getting food delivered. You can wait till in the set uh, a food comes over down to this table. But would you go? OK, say something about it, maybe. And then go right to the bit. Love See, it. I like that. I like that. Jay, I saw I saw I'm going <laughs> to I'm trying to get to where I wanted to go. I'm not getting there. Do you want to listen to Bob Melvin? See if he says anything. Yeah, I would love to. OK. Let me know if you guys can hear this. All right. Let me hear. Right, this is Bob Melvin's press conference. That more than I do, and no one is going to be as responsible and and caring and and know that this matters uh, to the city, what this team means to the city. So, um, thank Greg and Farhan and Larry and everybody else here that that brought me here. Um, very surreal moment. Thank you. Now, please uh, begin your pooping on AJ Preller, please. Yeah. By the way, fix your jersey, man. Okay, oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, it's um, definitely that, not. We will open it right up to button. questions from the media. Uh, just a reminder: if you do have a question, just please raise your hand. We'll get you a wireless microphone, and then I do ask. Hey, hey look at this jersey. <laughs> 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 so, first one to John yeah, how many years? What is the contract for? The length? 
uh, the contract is uh, through 2026. Okay, three years. So he's not retiring you after one year, Scott. Are still at one year, Farhan? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, Greg, if you want to well, address <laughs> Bob's day here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah when, when they start talking, I'll, I'll bring it back. Yeah. Um, all right, so there you go. There's a little Bob Melvin press conference. For those of you that are listening on radio, you couldn't see this. Um, but his jersey, like you never put your shirt together and like you got the, a button off, right? And you can't figure it out. He had like the G and the I way down here and the like A-N-T-S on the other side way all up right, here. Here we go. All right, hold on. Here's more. Mess. Why could this work for you when it didn't work in San Diego? Uh, you know what? I think it's just being part of the, the fabric of this community really is the most important thing to me right now. Obviously, what? resources that we have here. And oh, he's the, from the Bay Area. He's from there, yeah. And he coached in Oakland. You have a chance to win here. So I realize that. There isn't a team that, that I haven't managed that no matter what the personnel looks like, when you go out to play a game, you are very convicted and you're going to win. So in Oakland, we might not have had a, a lot of the resources from other teams, but we had some success. And that was based on the commitment from everybody from the, you know, from the top down in the organization. And that's the way it's going to be here too, even more so with more. I mean, you look at this ballpark and the, you know, the fans that okay. come out here boring. and support yeah. the. Okay. Well, boring. The, I thought I found what. He was the reporter said, you know, it was it was a mess in San Diego. He just goes, hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, also when he talked when he talked about playing hard and people being together, he spoke about it in Oakland and then said, "That's what we're going to be here." Yeah, completely walked over saying, "No, in San Diego." He said, hey. "All the places I manage," but he totally left that part out of his answer. But, like, but Brown, isn't it funny because during the season, especially early in the year this past year, how many times Bob Melvin went to a press conference? Was, There's no fight. We, yeah. we, we we show up, we're not motivated. Like he, mm -hmm. he told us all that early and we criticized him for saying it, but he obviously, that's how he was feeling. And that's, I think how it ultimately played out. You know what I would do? Tell me if you guys would do this. You ready? If prize picks right now had a prediction, who will win more games next season? The Padres or the Giants? Now that's not the, the prize picks game. Jay, do you know about prize picks? I do. I've heard you. I've heard you talk about it. But have you downloaded the app yet? No. Dude. I take, took a picture of it, though. Dude, take your phone and use use the QR code that's on the screen right now. It'll take you directly to our landing page. It's prizepicks.com slash great friends. If you put in 100 bucks, they'll match it. If you put in 20, they'll match it. I got For killed your, last night, by the way, man. You did? You know, it's I Brown? I killed, man. Well, because why? What did you have last night? First of all, shout out to Prize Picks for giving me Steph Curry half a point. First shot of the game. <laughs> your only Boom. Win. My money. <laughs> Then I was stupid. I blame myself, not prize picks for this. I said Alex, Alex Russo. I said uh uh Austin, Austin Reeves Rivers. Austin, Austin Reeves. Reeves. You mean Austin that other Reeves. white guy? Yeah. Right. Over 10 points. He barely made it. I had LeBron oh, over 24 points. He gets the 21 points. D'Angelo Russell rolls the stupidest pass I've ever seen to LeBron. It gets stolen. LeBron gets taken out. He doesn't get a chance to shoot the three. I lose the bet. KD goes nine for 75 last night. I lose the bet. Ah. Um, I don't want to say anybody's names on the air, but um, I did get a message this morning from a longtime great friend who said he already turned $100 into $400 on prize picks. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. Dude. I, yeah, I lost last night, too. I only did two legs. 
I did. I got the Steph. Obviously, I would take that one. Right. And I did Everybody Reeves. I did Reeves over 15 and a half because I, my reasoning was <laughs> everyone's going to score below there because it's game one, but someone's going to have to score against the Nuggets. So I figured it would be Reeves. I forgot they had Tayshawn Prince. I got to I got to read on the Lakers, man. I don't yeah. even know what the hell. I don't even know Torian who's on this Prince. team right now. Torian Prince. Tayshawn's a Detroit guy. Like, dude, where'd that guy come from? Prince. He's good. Minnesota. I like him. Yeah. Anyways, I got a good answer. I Bob actually addressed San Diego if you want. All right, let's hear it. With prize picks. All right. All right. Um, By the way, prizepicks.com slash great friends. Get it's your account fun. now. It is fun. Don't want to get too much into the San Diego situation, other than the fact that I really enjoyed my time there. Um, things transpired last year in a difficult year for the team with high expectations. I think there was a narrative at the end that probably wasn't going to go away with me being on my last year of my contract. And I think it, it, as far as that organization goes, it's probably not fair if that narrative continued through, you know, next year. So all things considered, uh, this opportunity uh, came about and, you know, for our, for all the reasons I stated, this feels like the right one for me. But I very much enjoyed my time in San Diego. It just seems like with a lot of things that were, were popping up there, it just was, was time to move on. Smart answer. No, I what a no, what a runner, what a runner. Today's why, not going to be the day a... where the truth comes out. Um, it's just not like that's not the the place for it. But the truth will come out. Yeah, it will, I, and it's not going to come out in the in AJ's press Zoom today. It's not a press conference. It's not going to come out in his Zoom today. That's a deflection Zoom. Out, It'll come out after yeah. the Padres hire a manager. Well. It'll really come out next year when the Giants okay. have more wins than the Padres at the end of the year. You better hope. It'll resurface then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll resurface then. But I just think that that answer, he, I think he, you, he could hide behind the narrative of AC and Lynn's article. Mm-hmm. But there was no denial. It was, right. it was, he knew it was something that was going to be right. happening all year this year. Sure. So, yeah. That's why, right. why be around that? Let's yeah. just get the hell away from it. Well, and and wow. organizationally, they don't want it either. Everybody hold on one second, because I know we're going to jump yeah. right back into this. Not only, not only will we come back into this, Alex has taken off. We'll all jump into it. And then I also want to get into um, the World Series itself has been set. And our colleague, Chris Russo, has made a threat. I want to play that for you. Stick around. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Grande taking off for LAX now. So he can go deal with this whole global entry thing. And I understand what a massive headache that is, man. I was um, trying to get my daughter uh, to renew her passport. What a headache trying to find an appointment in San Diego. We wound up when we last year at spring break, when we were up in Mammoth, we drove south to Bishop 45 minutes so that we could go do it there because we couldn't get an appointment in San Diego. So I understand, dude. I get it. And uh, Jason Lawhead is in for Grande. So, Jay, pick it up. You know, for anybody that's yeah. just right now. We were in the middle of this conversation. So Bob Melvin had his press conference. We were sitting there watching that press conference in San Francisco. When asked about the San Diego situation, his answer was very politically correct. But it was also like, hey, look, the narrative at the end of the year, meaning the Kevin AC expose, the Dennis Lynn, you know, right up in, in the athletic, pretty much documenting that A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin do not see eye to eye. They do not have similar philosophies. He wants to manage the team. This guy wants to manage the manager. 
Um, there's all kinds of dysfunction in the clubhouse. There's there's a, a, a feeling of over micromanagement, um, spies and moles and and you know uh, narcs, if you will. I mean, the, the 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 organization and the culture has been presented as toxic. And what Bob Melvin said was, I only had a year left on my contract. The narrative mm-hmm. at the end of this past year, it was going to persist all season long. Why do I want to be part of that? Why do they want to be part of it? This opportunity presented itself. I get to come home to San Francisco. This worked out well for both of us. And I think actually, as politically correct as he was being, as much juice as I'd like him to tell us, I kind of actually think he's right. What do you say, Jay Law? I, I totally think he's right. And I think he's that, being, Mike. I, I totally think he's right. And I think that, um, you know, I think he's kind of just at the point where he's enough of an adult and he's been in this business for so long. He kind of is, his answer is more of a, go get it from Preller and whatever Preller tells you, go with that. Cause I got another team to manage. And he was the big guy in Oakland. Oakland didn't have any Juan Soto's or Fernando Tatis's or Manny Machado's. They had none of that. And so he was the focus of an organization And so when he left that situation, he went into this room with a lot of young guys battling to be leaders. And then he had this very young sided GM who has his own way of doing things and they clashed. And of course he's right. If I don't make the playoffs and I don't have a extension other than this one year deal rolling over to the next year, this is never going to go away. It's only going to get worse. And if we start out, you know, I, I'm not going to get fired at the end of April. <laughs> I'll go be the manager of the Giants and start something new and hopefully be around a, enough adults in the room around me that this dysfunction doesn't rear its head, ugly head. Because at the end of the day, if if the contract is if he's waiting for the one year, as you already stated in your great take, Kaplan, <laughs> nailed things it, haven't Browner. changed. Nailed things- it haven't changed and they won't change. So if you can see that things won't change with AJ Preller, because this is just the way it operates, then Melvin's going to go, why would I stick around for the one year if my hometown wants me back? And a three-year contract. And a three-year deal. And I get away from what wasn't a fit for me. And, you know, we're we're cool with ballplayers all the time. Hey, man, if you ain't got the money, if it ain't going well, get out. Like, okay, I'm all for that. Like, you know, and so... Loyalty is just, you know, it's it is what it is in professional sports. And the first person you got to be loyal to is yourself. Hmm. That's the truth, man, especially nowadays. I mean, seriously, uh, nobody's loyal to a team, you know, nobody. Listen, man, it didn't it, all he had to say. I had a great time in San Diego, but at the end of the day, this fits more along the lines of what I want to do with the rest of my career. But that's not the question. The question is prying. They're prying for how did it go wrong and where did it go wrong? And he's, and he knows because he didn't, because he didn't fit. It didn't, he didn't fit. He cannot manage high level guys. That's that became apparent. This is not, this is something that we knew. Well, I'm not going to say we, yeah, don't say we, because I disagree with this whole take. This is just something that I said in the very beginning of the season when things started to go wrong. When he, they were asking him questions, Did he outmanaged Dave Roberts last year in that playoff series, and he did everything he could to make that Phillies series 
give them a chance. He didn't get he didn't but mismanage. He, he will also to, there's also reports that he wanted to quit mid-season in the first year. So this right. idea that things were right. always that's, great. That's why he's gone now for the reasons he's gone now. I don't think it's about the players. I think it's about Preller. And he got those players after the trade deadline, and he got those players who started actually playing a little bit the way the Diamondbacks are playing right now. They started actually playing with a little bit of that, and he got them, and he managed them. The season was over. Wait, wait, when are you right? talking I'm about? Talking about I kept trying to tell you. You kept telling me about how they're putting up stats. You're talking about year one. You're saying year one he was about to quit. And I'm saying, yeah, and he got him to the playoffs, and he managed that team. He didn't mismanage that team. That team hasn't played at their level individually and we know what guys who are consistently for the last two seasons some guys have had you know machado had a great 2022 soto had a great 2023 but that's what then what at the, at the missed, end of, at the, at the, end of the year the players on the roster right all now of both of those seasons Everybody on this roster right now, if you look across the board, it happened what I said would happen. At the end of the year, all their stats would pretty much look like they've looked across the board across these guys' careers, and it did, with the exception of Manny Machado. Darvish? That was it. That was it. He was hurt. Darvish? Musgrove? Didn't have the year he had last year? I mean, you can't go pitch for these guys. You can't go keep their arms healthy. Also, Musgrove hurt for most of the year. Hurt okay. the start I, of the year, I, I, hurt I, the I, end I, of the year. I'm just saying. Cronenworth, did, Cronenworth didn't have a good year as they tried to move him to a position that he's really not – that's just First not base, for him. Right, right. Yeah. He didn't like it. And then he got hurt. And then he Hater got hurt. Hater can't pitch to more than a guy. Nobody yeah. likes Hater, period. Nobody. Everybody hates Hater. Like, he don't want to play. He doesn't. He didn't want to play. So this, I, so this idea that – with Bob Melvin, it wasn't about the players. I, I disagree with you from a sense that he couldn't get the guys to play hard. Wow. He couldn't get the guys to pull for him. A great manager gets guys to pull for him. They I didn't disagree. do that for him. That was okay. a disconnect with him. But I have, have a question. All year. But, but I have one question for you. Didn't you also tell me all season long that the problem with the Padres were they were all fat and happy? Meaning yeah. they all got paid and they all bought mansions in Coronado. And nobody cared as much, and nobody worked right. as hard, and nobody nobody had the pain of losing. Um, it's just like, eh, whatever. I'm going back to my mansion, you know. Yeah, I'm getting into my Ferrari, and I'm, I'm going know, back in to Oakland. My mansion. He had guys trying to get to that level, taking extra ground balls, not being suspended for you know horse dewormers or whatever the heck they're taking. Right, and, and that's what, I, and that's why it was easier for him to manage those guys as opposed to being perhaps. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing why with they, that. Perhaps why they had why when he got to the Padres, you got four guys making thirty million dollars a year. Those guys are way harder to manage because you have to find a way to get to each guy individually and know. Looks which like that's going around with big payrolls. Huh? Boone's having a hard time managing his big payroll. Robert's having a hard time managing his big payroll. Looks like that's maybe the trend. Maybe there's two two seeds in the World Series that nobody thought would ever even be in the playoffs because. Exactly that. Maybe Bruce Bochy decided, I'm going to go to Texas. Guess what? And mold some guys that want a house on Coronado because it, <laughs> it, it ain't worth it ain't worth going to manage a clubhouse full of guys that have houses on Coronado. Now, that part might be true. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the World Series, um, it's all set after last night. I, I am so impressed with Arizona. And I, I've just got to be totally honest about it. Like, they weren't even on my radar at the beginning of the year, at least in the NL West. For me, everybody thought the Padres, um, MLB.com had the Padres to win the World Series. 
The Dodgers were one of the favorites to win the World Series. Padres were up there. Arizona was not, at least on my radar, um, even though they were kind of considered young and up and coming. But again, didn't really give them much credit. They got off to a nice start. Then they had this monster collapse kind of in the middle of the year. And then somehow in the last third of the year, they, they turned it on. They got hot. They got into the postseason. And even when they were down two games to Philadelphia, and Philadelphia had this energy around it. You know, Bryce Harper hitting these bomb home runs and throwing his helmet into the crowd. All these like shaggy, long-haired, bearded, you know, dudes wearing these 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 schmatas on their heads. Um, I thought there's no way they're going to beat Philadelphia. I didn't think there was any chance they'd beat the Dodgers. But Arizona has done it. They've made it to the World Series. And we are now set for Friday for Bruce Bochy and Will Venable and Chris Young and Nick Hundley and all these former Padre guys who are now going to represent Texas in the World Series. And on the other side, Browner's favorite ball player, Tommy Pham, in the house for Arizona. What's up, Pham? Shout out. Shout out, fam. Shout out, baby. You know they got them clubs out in uh wait in Dallas or Houston? They're in Dallas. Okay, never mind. No, those clubs in Houston, Arlen. it's yeah. different. Yeah, man. You listen. Oof. Tommy yeah. Fan would have some distractions if they were playing in Houston. He's gonna be eyeing Dallas, though. He'll be eyeing. He eyed, he eyed, huh? It's incredible Arizona's in the World Series, considering what was in the National League as far as the three just heavyweights at the top of that league. Um when you think about, I mean, Philly was a division winner, basically. That that team played like a division champ all year. They just looked up at such a powerhouse of the Braves, they didn't win the division. Then you have the Dodgers, those three heads against anybody. You're just thinking, okay, somebody is going to, out of those three. Oh, American League was wide open. If you got into the playoffs, the American League was wide open. Obviously, the Astros have had their kind of flag in, in that a little bit, but you know, Baltimore, any of those teams that that found their way in there, aside from maybe the Twins, had a chance to beat anybody in anything. But the National League, the fact that one of those three teams and then the team that is in it for the National League is rather head scratching when you when you really kind of put it down. Yeah. It's baseball. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But you know what? Again, think about those teams. Atlanta's got a big payroll. Philly's got a big fat payroll. Dodgers do as well. Padres do. Mets failed. You know, so and, it, and on the American League side, the Yankees had the big payroll. They failed. They didn't get it done. Baltimore was a team that was up and coming, kind of like Arizona. All that being said, somehow the Arizona Diamondbacks have made it to the World Series through the Dodgers and through the Phillies and beat the Phillies on their home field where they maybe have the best home field advantage, it looks like, on TV and baseball. So all credit goes to Arizona. And the fact of the matter is, Browner celebrates the Padres being 82-80. and 80. Yeah, baby. Get Winning some. season, baby. Get some. Get some. So you, want, you want to know, Arizona, I think, only had like 84 wins. 84 wins. Yeah. So, so if like I said, if the Padres would have got in, they'd have won the whole thing. That's my yeah, evidence. But they didn't. Wins. But they didn't win. So why y'all? But they why didn't. y'all all want to raise a glass to the Arizona Diamondbacks? Because they did. Because the they, they got in and they got to the World cool. Series. They're in I the love World cool. Series. They didn't right, lose. Cool. They didn't win seven straight. Too Browner, late. Browner, let me ask you a question. Talk to me. Who do you think is going to win the World Series now? No, I don't care, man. No, no, but I who do you think is going to win? I won't watch one single game. But I'm just – well, that's because you got basketball back now, so you're going to be all NBA all the time. Correct. Who do you think is going to win the World Series? I No analysis. I, I'm just asking who you think is going to win. Texas. Why not? Okay. 
that's because you don't really believe in Arizona, right? I mean, they're only an 84-win team. Why is everybody giving them their flowers? I mean, my goodness, the Padres were 82 wins. I mean, come on, you don't believe in Arizona, right? I don't believe in the Rangers either. I just okay. you, you told me to pick one. Okay. The reason I ask is this. Um, Jay Law, you know who Chris Russo is? Mm-hmm. Chris Russo is kind of like the godfather of sports radio. And even at this latter stage of his career, um, he's kind of like Bono. You know, he's, sure. he's he's in his early 60s and he's still doing it really, really well. And now he's got more profile than ever because Stephen A. Smith brought him on first take and he's become a big national hit. But baseball fans probably knew who he was from his TV shows on MLB Network. And certainly I think sports radio fans do if you're a Mad Dog listener on uh, on Sirius. I didn't know who Mad Dog was. So he showed up with my dog, Stephen A. Right. He's a like, legend. Jay. He is a legend. He is a, he is a sports radio legend. Give him give him his props. East okay? Coast legend. Yeah. There um, you go. Yeah, but but what he did was is that he decided to leave the New York radio airwaves and he created a channel on Sirius. Mm-hmm. They created it for him and it's been a huge hit and he runs it as if it's WFAN in New York. It sounds right. exactly the same. It's the same mm-hmm. kind of personalities, et cetera. Um, although I do know that they've made some changes recently. So they, they brought in some fresh blood. Um, here's what Chris even that was show doing. was East Coast centric. If you listen to it on. XM. Oh, yeah. You would oh, think he was, you know, catering only to a New York market. You would think, and he's that's a New what he radio guy. And by the yeah. way, that's what he is doing. Right, he is course, doing that on national course. airwaves. That's right. That's right. Here's Chris Russo, and here's what he had to say about how unlikely it is that the Arizona Diamondbacks would be here and win the World Series. Brown, can you go ahead and play this for everybody? If they win the next two days, they win the next two games and win this series in seven games. If they win, I will I will retire on the spot. <laughs> Did he retire? I don't know. I don't know if he's gotten to the spot yet. That's hilarious. Well, it's it's Wednesday, so he's on Stephen A this morning. So I I doubt he retired. Really? He well, retired. what's he gonna I mean, if he should they... donate he should donate like a big chunk of his salary to something that ain't doing that support or something. He ain't doing that, yeah. He ain't doing that, man. When and, you talk for a living, you say dumb stuff sometimes. Yeah, That's and all. I think I think his son, um, I wanna say his son is a coach. I'm actually not sure in what sport, um at Northern Arizona. So I'm sure knowing the baseball fan that this guy is, and he's a San Francisco Giants lifelong fan, has his eyes on what is going on in the NL West. So you got a kid in the state. You got, you know, your favorite team in the division. I will retire on the spot, my man says. You know what we should do, Brown, since he's not going to retire? I've I've heard him a couple of weeks ago. They asked him what he's going to do for the weekend. He's like, well, I'm going to go visit my son up in Flagstaff, Arizona, and I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to go for a nice run. And then I'm going to come sit down and I'm going to have a gummy and I'm going to start mm-hmm. watching some college football. And then later on in the day, I'm going to have another gummy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he pretty much told everybody he's getting high all day, Not you know, much. on his day off. He's managing pain is what he's doing. That's all. That's um, it. Brown, maybe we should send Christopher Russo a box of Mushroom Life products. Hey, man, listen, I already know what to send him. Hey, Chris Russo, if you want to sustain your energy, baby. Boom, I got you. And guess what's back in the building, y'all? Mental energy. I found it. I found it. It was in my big box. It was in my big box of things, y'all. Yeah, Brett Weiss is hooking you up. Um, Jay, have you tried any of these Mushroom Life products yet? I have not. 
so I'd like to get some though. I'd like hey, to get a hand uh, I got a, I got a bunch of them sitting here because I and I'd love for to share them with you. For everybody yeah. that's watching right now on YouTube, if you use the QR code, it'll take you right to the Mushroom Life website, and um, your first purchase is fifty percent savings. Brown, what do you, what did you just take, Brown? A little bit of that sustained energy. Mm -hmm. As always, two drips of the sustained energy. And now that I got my mental energy back, I'm going to do a drop of this mental energy. Here it is right here, J-Law. Here's, here's the sustained energy. This one mm -hmm. right here. And here's the uh, mental energy product right here. That's what and I want. And this is the cocktail that Browner takes every day. He takes the mental energy and the sustained energy. And if you want these two products. And he still I thinks mean, it's Melvin's fault. I would <laughs> right, and he's still and he's still and he's still on the AJ Preller bandwagon, would, even though would, he's on the Mushroom Life products. I would appreciate it if you didn't refer to anything I take as a cocktail, sir. Well, hey, um, Jay, no these sauce. Mushroom Life products, this company is all in Carlsbad. They produce the mushrooms. They um, they make the gummies. They package them. They ship them. Everything happens right in Carlsbad, and it's a plant based medication. So for people mm. that have a hard time sleeping, for example. This is their optimal sleep program right here, or this, this product that I'm holding up. And then if you are um, somebody that needs a little extra help when you're trying to you know, get down and dirty, this is their um, arousal Ew. X drive right here. So like Jay, this might be perfect for you since you have, your wife is so much younger than you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Perfect for her. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an amazing company and they've been a great partner to us and you get 50% off on your first purchase. Now, Jay, they yeah. have a Euphoria product. Oh. And it's not psilocybin. What's that called? Psilocybin? It's uh -huh. not like something trippy, but okay. it's definitely to create euphoria in your body. And, bro, you got to be careful with that one. Did you put uh, it in? Did you use it? Were you on it in the sphere? I wasn't because I did it a few weeks earlier with some friends around like a table of people playing cards and having a good time. Uh -huh. and we took we took too much. Like I was fine the next we day. Took too much. The girls, I'm telling you, Jay, the girls were down and out. They were they were out of it the next day. And it says on the package, this could last for 15 hours. So you kind of got to be careful with it. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Baby dude. steps. Baby steps. Yeah. Wow. Little nipples. That's like, you guys like like, like that's like a cult. <laughs> I know there was, it was like, I don't know, six couples and everybody was, you know, partying and having a good time. And Rachel was feeding everybody. Like Charlie Manson walks in. You're like, what's, what's going on here? What are we doing? Where are we going tonight? <laughs> Seriously, Rachel was like dosing everybody, but she, but she didn't know how they were going to affect anybody. And I'm telling you the next day, these Slap. girls, they were out That's for the day. That's you know? hilarious. Uh, so be careful yeah, with that I euphoria. Some of that for the sphere. Oh, Just dude, for, dude, I got some other stuff for you for the sphere. Okay. All, yeah. I mushroom life. Okay. Mushroom life, L Y F E mushroom slash great friends. You save 50% on your first purchase. Okay. World series is set. Bob Melvin has had his press conference in San Francisco. AJ Preller's having a press conference in San Diego. We will have full coverage and we'll break it all down tomorrow because it's all happening at the time when we're putting the podcast together. Um, coming up next though, it's amazing to me watching what's happening to the chargers now. Because I could feel it from Lil BS on Saturday. That's their head coach, little Brandon Staley. I could feel it coming from him on on Sunday when he started taking all the blame after the game. It's all my fault. I didn't do good. I got to do better. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. And I think these players were saying to him, hey, Mr. Defensive Genius Play Caller, what in the hell are you doing? Why is Travis Kelsey so wide open when we should be man and we should be all over this guy? And the players now are kind of selling out the coach, which kind of is telling me this thing could be coming to an end here real soon. Uh, Jason Lawhead's in the house. 
Big Brown is in the house. We are in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. More to come. This is Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Jason Lawhead is in now for Grande, and we are in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. Hey, Jay, by the way, um, yeah, putting this in your uh, in the back of your memory banks, I'm not sure if you're going to be playing Vegas that particular weekend, but on November 5th, it's a Sunday, we are doing a uh, great friends get together at Seven Mile Casino to watch football on Sunday. It's all organized by Miss Molly, who's one of the lead chatlins over in the live YouTube chat. Okay. And it's Joe yeah, Rigby's know. birthday. You know Joe Rigby. I, I right? love Joe. I love both those both those people. Yeah. Right. So so Miss Molly's putting it together. Joe Rigby's in the house. It's his birthday. And I don't know if there's gonna be me, Miss Molly, and Joe. Well, no, it'll be me, Miss Molly, Joe, Joe's girl, Bonnie. And then uh, Tommy, Tommy, and little Cappy. I mean, at least there's six of us for sure. Um, but there's no RSVP. There's no purchase anything. There's no deals happening. We're just literally all getting together at Seven Mile Casino on that Sunday just to watch football and celebrate Joe's birthday. So it's for the one o'clock game. For the one o'clock game. I think we're starting during the ten o'clock games. Been- oh yeah. Yeah, I, gotta, I am performing at the comedy store that night. I'm uh, opening for Jim Florentine. Um, so I'll try to make it maybe late. I'll text you at one to see if you're sticking around for the one okay. o'clock game. Okay. And then Cause I don't even know what games are being played that, that Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't even looked at the schedule for, for the upcoming week. I'm kind of focused on this week's schedule. Hey, speaking sure. of uh, us being out and about what's your next, uh, stand-up gig. Uh, so first off, I wanted to, last weekend I was at the Oceanside Brewery and, How'd that go? uh, really good, really fun, great crowd. Everybody that put it on, I want to thank them. Everybody that came out, there was a night. It was just fun. It, I had a lot of fun doing one of those kind of back alley bar shows that isn't all usually the, the same environment I'm used to, you know. But, but um, it, man, I had a great time. And this Monday, actually, on my birthday, my birthday's Monday, um, I'm doing a great thing that I'm really excited about, and it's for a local uh, benefit. I'm hosting and I'm also doing comedy for the Dia de los mulligans golf outing uh d-i-d-i-a-d-e los mulligans.com if you want to get a foursome it's at loma santa fe country club and the cool thing is is it benefits la colonia community park the foundation there that raises Uh money um solana beach man incredible history of diversity uh how a lot of you know latino families came here got land uh the neighborhoods are still thriving so that park has served um that community um and so this raises money to better the park give programs to the young people that live in these neighborhoods and it's great i live right up the street from them and i can't wait to do it the uh, after parties at tony hakal's right over oh, there nice. yeah this is this yeah. coming monday night yeah so this is monday the golf outing is a shotgun start there's foursome still available the people putting it on are great it's the second year and growing I'm really honored to be a part of it because I do call Solana Beach my home and had have had so much great contact with people so far with this. And and, you know, hopefully it grows bigger and maybe next year, you know, 1090 might even be able to sponsor some stuff. And I, and I told them <laughs> that, uh, yeah, no, just uh, get get the name out. More and more, <laughs> more people are getting the name out. And uh, but anyway, the fact that <laughs> the fact that it's local is really cool. So if you want to check Come it on, out, man. Well, I mean, there is, I mean, it, it's dot com. All right, one be, more time. Be cool, Dia, man. Dia, Dia de los L O S Mulligans. 
uh-huh. plural.com. That's the name of the golf outing and, and the, and the event. Um, it's going to be fun. So anyway, well, Hey, brother's oh, laughing at me. I only, I say, don't, don't was, count on it. I only was for joking. This reason. No, no, I know, no. But yeah. I only, it's only for this reason. We always joke on the show about how there's just the three of us, man. Right. It's just me, Grande and the Brown man. We're out there hustling. When we get a new, a new sponsor like prize picks, it's because we've had to grind it out and work hard. It. When we, when we go down to seven mile casino on that Sunday, November 5th, that's just adding value for our mm-hmm. partner. You know, when, when Brett Weiss gives everybody 50% off mushroom life and we hype that thing up and we sell a whole bunch. I mean, that's all the stuff we got to do all that stuff. Yeah. In the old days, dude, there were people to do mm-hmm. stuff. There was an owner who was like, Hey, you know what? We want to be part of this. You know, Bill is busy and he's running yeah. other businesses and, and we're happy to at least have the radio station on the air. Very frankly. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, all right, let me, uh, let me jump into, look at that face. Look at Browner. He got that, he got that Bill Cosby grin going. Right? I ain't said That's nothing, funny. man. I ain't said nothing, dog. I, listen, I know what's, I know what's going on with the goings on. That was very, uh, statesman of you. Yeah. You just handled that. Yeah. yeah that was very true, diplomatic. Man. That was very true, diplomatic, bro. Man. I mean, radio station, ain't, radio station ain't sponsoring nothing right now. You know, there is no radio station. There's airwaves. And there's, there's airwaves. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> the Rich frequency. Eisen on them and there's, there's Jim Rome on them. And then there's us on them. But yes. I mean, we gotta, you know, at some point, I think we have to get back to being a community asset, you know? I mean, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I agree I with do. that. I do. Um, all right. Let me, uh, let me go on here. So Jay, yeah. I know this weekend you and I were focused in on our Cleveland Browns who are foreign <laughs> too. Yeah. Man, Browner's focused in on his his Chicago Bears with my new favorite player in the NFL, Tyson Bajan. That's two. We got two wins, baby. We on the way back. Yeah, but we couldn't help ourselves. But of course, be following what happened with the Chargers over the course of the weekend. You see any of the Chargers, Chiefs, and what has happened since that game? The the now the players throwing the coach under the bus. Have you seen any of this, Jay? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I don't, it's not much of a surprise, is it? Is it a surprise? I mean, I don't know. I mean, what has Staley done? I mean, to make this team better, they get better. This is just, uh, once again, last year, you know, yeah, they did get into the playoffs. I still think that they underachieved over the course of the whole year. And then they go lay that egg in the second half against Jacksonville. And now... You know, all we hear is the last two to three years how great the AFC West is going to be. And, and and then at the end of the day, the Chiefs just laugh at everybody. Nobody steps up. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, the Chargers are taking giant leaps backwards. So how can't the coach – I mean, what world do you do as everybody living in? How, where, like, this isn't unique to Brandon Staley. This has happened to coaches over time. When they don't get it done, the team and the players start saying stuff. The grumbling start. If it doesn't happen with the GM firing them first, I mean, but this is the Chargers. Well, let me show you some defensive statistics of uh, Lil BS, Lil Brandon Staley here. Because um, since he took over the Chargers defense, they give up 25 points per game, which is 30th out of 32. They um, give up total yards per game, 361. That's 28 of 32. They average giving up 135 and a half yards per game on the ground. This is their defense. They're 30th in the NFL. They're 20th in yards per game through the air. 
at 225. They give up 43.5% on third down. That's 29 of 32. That's how bad that is. 40-yard plays against them, second most in the league. 50-yard plays against them, 18 of them, most in the league. And big plays allowed, third most in the NFL. This is a guy who's supposed to be a defensive guru, and this is a team that has spent generously on what they thought was top-tier defensive talent. And between the coach and the players and the decisions that have been made, because I look at a guy like J.C. Jackson, who they gave a lot of money to, and then they traded him for like a bag of footballs right back to New England, they ain't very good on defense. And that is the head coach's fault. And when the head coach comes out after the game and takes full responsibility, that might as well be blaming everything on the players. And then you got Austin Eckler. Brown, you got to play this for Jay. You got Austin Eckler after the game being questioned by reporters about Staley. And he pretty much says, well, what other choice do we have here? Listen to this. And are, is there their faith still in what, what brand Staley is? We have no choice, got, right? I mean, you have no yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, we have faith. Okay. Yeah. Cool. This is our team. Yep. This is who we're riding with. It's all the way to the end. You know, good or bad, ugly. All the way to the end. Yeah. You got no choice. And, and then you got defensive coach, right? This yeah. guy supposedly a defensive coach. And then you got this defensive back, Michael Davis. You got this guy. He was quoted um, as saying this, and I'll, I'll read it for you. We played zone. Kelsey just goes to the spot and turns around. It has nothing to do with Travis. It's us. It's us. And when you come down and you play the Chiefs, you got to come out and play, man, and get on their ass. And, I mean, I'm sure you guys saw the game. Travis Kelsey. Uh, yeah. Wide open. I, I, I think a lot. We're in a we're in a space we're in a space now where it's blatantly obvious that that man is the problem, period. And I don't know if they don't have confidence in people under him to get rid of him, because if they don't, then kudos to him for hiring guys who nobody had confidence in, so he could keep his job. But if I were any person in upper management there, I would politely just say to him, "Yo, man, I would I would take this this I would take this part where I would take this right here." I would put it on a big old whiteboard. Mm-hmm. I would show him this, and I would go, we're going to let you go. Yeah, this, by the way, for everybody listening on radio, this is the slide of the defensive guru and what the Chargers defense has been since he arrived in 2021. And all these stats that tell you that the Chargers are, for all intent and purposes, the worst defensive football team in the entire NFL. Browner saying, I would put this in front of him and go, this is why you get fired. That's it, big fella. That's it. I mean, you came in as a guru. We gave you all these players who we we had a quarterback on a rookie contract. So we invested all our money in the defensive side of the ball because we thought that you would give us a top five defense to go along with this kid we got at quarterback. That has not worked out to this point. We've now had to pay him. So now we got to get rid of you. So it, it Cooper, oh, what's the what's the offensive coordinator's name now? Uh, the oh, guy from uh, Dallas. The yeah. From Dallas. Yeah. You just Your turn. No, no. You, well, you just, you just, by calling him Cooper, you just completely threw me off as to what this guy's name even is. Now I can't even uh, come up with it. I was going to call him Cooper Rush, but that's no. the Cowboys backup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh, he was like a Boise State quarterback. What's this kid's name? Oh, gosh, no. darn it. 
don't, I don't know, but the whole point is he's the next head coach. Oh, yeah, but he, but I don't know why other than he's just there. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen? You got two wins, okay? The teams that are in the same bucket Kellen as Moore. you. Kellen, Kellen Moore. Moore. And I actually got it before I was able to write Chargers offensive coordinator into Google. It finally hit me. There are two there there these are the two teams that have two wins. The Bears, who everyone thinks are a joke. The uh Denver Broncos, who people thought that they were gonna fire everybody who wasn't making a hundred million dollars a couple weeks ago. Like those are people, those are two teams with two wins. The Giants, not the Giants, another team has two wins, but your company is bad. You're in bad company right now. So this whole two win thing got to change. All right. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, they, I just don't think they run the football enough. I think, you know, indirectly, that affects your defense. New England, numbers. two wins. Tennessee, two wins. Denver, two wins. New York, yeah, the Giants, two wins. The Bears, two wins. Carolina has no wins. Shout out to them. And the Cardinals have one win. Well, that's who the Chargers are. They're 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 bottom feeders. They got a, a $50 million a year quarterback. They got a $45 million a year defensive end, a couple of them actually. They got, you know, stars in the secondary, supposedly. They drafted a wide receiver. When you look at the wide receivers that were taken ahead of, or behind this guy, yeah, it looks uh, bad now. I mean, they, they they should have taken Jordan Addison. That guy can play. You know, and he would and he would have technically, quote unquote, been a local kid yeah. coming out of USC. Right. All right, J-Law is in today. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the 7 Mile Casino studio, 7milecasino.com. I'm going to make a complete left turn. I'm going to go from talking about the Chargers and how the players are now starting to sell out the coach to last night's opening night NBA game between Denver and the Lakers. Oh, boy. And look, Denver's just better. But that's it's it. only one game. But that. But it's only one game. That's it. That's but Denver's, it. That's Denver's next better. Topic. Right. Denver is <laughs> better. Topic. Denver is better today. Will Denver be better by the end of the year? Yes. I of course. think so. Yes. But with injuries and health and a team coming together because there's a lot of new parts, maybe things mm. could change. No. But I mean, Denver's better. Denver's better because they have better players and their best player is the best player in the, in the league yeah. in, in his prime. Yes. And the Lakers have two best players that is, are still very good players, but they're not in their prime and they're not better than him. And the, the coach for the Nuggets is much better. I mean, there's so many things that are better about the Nuggets. I wouldn't necessarily say their coach is that much better. Sure, they are. Sure, he. What I will, what if, if you don't like Darvin Ham, that's a different story. I'm not saying I don't. I don't. I'm not knocking Darvin Ham, but let's. But, but, but come on. Well, okay, but why would you? The, the Lakers, okay. Because Malone's been doing this for years. Down. Malone's been doing this for years, and he's been growing this team with these players against that Golden State dynasty and some other things and that so, you know. So I'm just saying this isn't. You know, this didn't happen overnight. For so. The Nuggets. The Lakers started, I think it was two and thirteen or so. They, they started off the season sure. two and ten, and he they did a ended, great job. They ended the season in the Western Conference Finals. He so did a great that, job. To say that Mike Malone is that much better of a coach than Darvin Ham, I don't think he. I don't. Yeah, think no. Darvin Ham walked into a experiment of Hall of Famers and was told, "Don't screw this up." Michael Malone built 
pottery over a course of time. Correct. That's the difference. And Mike we're talking Malone about Darvin Ham. Better coach. One year. Darvin Ham did that in one I'm, year. If you'd have no, given Mike Malone. I'm not saying on, he on, didn't on, do on. anything. If, I'm if saying you would have given Mike Malone but it, but that they roster. They still didn't first... play as well as they should have. They still should they got to the they got swept, sure. They they put it together late, but they still didn't. I mean, had Darvin Ham had him at 13 and two and lost in the Western Conference Finals because they were the two seed. Great, but he still did a good job for what he was. He was brought into an environment that was already built to be successful, whether you coached him or not. Yeah, but he, but it wasn't successful, and and they I had understand. a big problem. They had a big cancer on their roster I in understand. Russell Westbrook, and they and they did readjust and reset their I, roster. And I at the said midpoint. he did a good job, and so so I got to give him his credit. I no, don't he really. Did, he did you guys, can, you guys will debate all day long because you guys both have strong opinions about which one is better. But here's what I would like to get to. Um. Browner, you got to play this video because in the post game, look, here's the thing. The, the, the Nuggets are, are running away with the game, but give the Lakers credit. They showed some heart. They showed some fight. They got it to within five points or so in the fourth quarter. And then the Nuggets just went on a run and they, they won the game. I would call it rather easy. Shot clock semantics, but those, those late runs in the NBA happen. Those are just, that's just the shot clock. That's that happened in every game in the series last year. It's just, but, that's just playing against time but the but lebron is sitting on the bench late in the game he ain't happy yeah. about it he ain't happy it's only game one but um why would lebron james and i don't know if you guys know this or not but what do you suppose his career average is in terms of minutes per game oh 35 to 36 high, probably yeah, high 30s yeah Okay. He, he, he was in the 40s when he was young, but he's probably in the high 30s. Okay. 29 minutes last night. He played 29 minutes. Here's LeBron, and I love that this is going to start after one game. Here's LeBron in the post-game press conference. By the way, I'll make this our highlight of the day. It's presented by Tory Holistics and California Holistics. You save 20% when you use our promo code AMAZING. That's it. The promo code is AMAZING. That's the word. For those of you that are watching on YouTube, you can use the QR code right over here, right there. And um, it'll take you right to their website. And if you want delivery and you use the code amazing, you still save 20%. Here's LeBron in the post game. Listen to this. I mean, I always want to be on the floor, um, especially when you got an opportunity to, you know, win a game or you feel like you can make an impact. But um, I guess there's a system in place and, you know, got to follow it. I guess there's a system in place, and I guess you got to follow it. Big Brown, it's it's game one, and so it begins. Uh, look, man, you can't talk as much as they did about the Nuggets in opening night and then get eighty to not score a point in the second half and LeBron to basically be pedestrian for most of the game until the end of the quarters. I don't understand. They have a plan to keep him healthy, to keep him upright, and keep his body in the best shape possible. For the long 82 game season he knows that so i don't know why he would then come out and say what he said for what reason like other than drama he did they lost so he wants people to know it ain't on me it ain't on me i didn't come up with this plan yes you did bro because they don't do anything without you agreeing to it totally if lebron, right. if lebron got up and walked back into the game no one would say anything do you watch him coach the team in the huddles when he's mic'd up or coaching guys on the sideline, he can do whatever he wants. So for him to say, oh, I'm not in charge of that. Yes, you are. Of course. What? Cut what, it out. What, what, what did Darvin Ham say? Hey, sit down, big fella. 
You're already at 29 minutes. Sit down. You're not going back in. If LeBron James said to Darvin Ham, yes, I am. He doesn't even have to say anything. All he's got to do is stand up, walk to the scorer's table, and take his thing off. What's Darvin Ham going to do? He doesn't have to do it. He's LeBron James. He doesn't have to do anything except (laughs) unbutton his warm-up and walk to the table and do this with some dust. (laughs) That was great, Jay. That was awesome. The way you just did that. You're like, hey, it's LeBron James. I mean, is, is, is it true? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. I just didn't like the answer. That was such a... Well, like, it's like, why doesn't he just say, hey, look, hey, guys, we together put to, we put together a plan. It's game one. It's not that big a deal. It was their night. It. They won. That's they it. got their rings. The emotion of the crowd. You know what? It was their night. Uh, I'm not saying we sacrificed the game. I'm also saying I don't have to play 48 minutes. That's all. All right, stick around. For those of you that are on radio, we got a lot to get to. The whole Bob Melvin situation, we're getting to that. A lot on the Chargers and, you know, selling out their coach, we'll get to that. But uh, for everybody who's on podcast, let's go get uncensored. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com, uncensored podcasters.